WMUN. All kinds of people. Hosted by Dr. Joe Mashevitz. Getting to know the people of Muncie and Delaware County, Indiana, in a way you've never heard before. It's another way we're using our voice to build our community from Woof Boom Radio and 925 FM, 1340 AM, WMUN. Here's your host. Dr. Joe. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to all kinds of people on WMUN, the Talk of Muncie. And I am absolutely delighted today to have Stefan Anderson, the retired chair of the First Merchants Corporation, as a guest in our studio. Mr. Anderson, thank you so much for stopping by the Wolf Boom Studios. Oh, Joe, I've looked forward to this. Um, I, I want to take you all the way back to Madison, Wisconsin, your home. And give me a little sense of what family was like, what kind of activities you got into. I, I sort of assume you were probably doing Excel spreadsheets at the age of six, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> getting ready for yeah. a banking career. But what other kinds of things were going on back then in, in Madison, your home? It's interesting that you ask that because um, people who know me know that I'm an insufferable Green Bay Packer fan. And one of my most... I should add, of course, I'm a Detroit Lions <laughs> oh, fan. Thank no. you. So Thanksgiving Day was always a cherished yeah. day for us to play. Okay, I'm sorry for the interruption. <laughs> <Good>. Thank you. <laughs> In any event, um, I grew up next to my grandfather's farm. So I really, my, while well, my father worked in the city as a dentist, he um, was careful to give me the all the opportunity all of the rich opportunities that growing up on a farm might give a young guy. So I worked in the fields, I fed the horses and the cows, and it was, as I think back on it, an absolutely formative and enjoyable time of my life. Um, I, my grandmother died in a farm accident um, before I was born and my mother was the oldest of eight children who were on that farm, and those uncles of mine in particular were great guides for me. They set a very, very stern record for hard work, self-discipline, and honoring the land, and I'm eternally grateful to them. Are there days when you miss? The countryside and the farm? Uh, absolutely. And I think it's a part of me now that almost requires that I get into open space or into woods, which I do as a, as a definite, with a definite plan because of it's where I can relax and, and really center on who am I and what am I supposed to do on this earth. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it works better in open space, and I can't, I can't, can't <laughs> I, explain that. <laughs> I think I can share that feeling. Thank you. Um, you. You drifted off to serve our country in the Navy, um, came out of the Navy, and met Joan. 
Thank you. Yes. Um, <clears throat> um, married almost for 64 years now. Thank you. You're right, Joe. Yeah. You're an amazing Thank you. statistician. Thank you. Um, I'm also fascinated by the fact that you graduated magna cum laude from Harvard in 56 um, and then got your MBA at the University of Chicago. Was it really clear during those educational days that banking or finances was a focus? To some extent it was. Okay. It certainly was not uh, in the early days of college, but I majored in economics. I loved economics and took money in banking um, as a as a senior, wrote my thesis in banking, and then uh, after the Navy, had the opportunity to be uh, taught by some of the world's great economists, Milton Friedman, Ooh. George Stigler, at the University of Chicago. So I don't know that it was necessarily a conscious, logical kind of decision, but banking appeared to utilize those background experiences that I had had in economics. Okay. I was also moved, however, because, um, again, the influence of the family had always placed a high premium on what I might call Christian stewardship, but Christian stewardship of each other. So there was an idealistic uh, dynamic working when I selected banking because I truly believed and still do very, uh, very dearly today that what banks do makes the world better. And they have an immense responsibility to make that happen. And on the whole, I'm so proud of what, for example, First Merchants is doing today to help communities prosper. That was the other reason why I went into banking and it was totally fulfilled when I was there. And it, as you know, there have been some banking issues lately in the country, but you spent 20 years at First Merchants and I do wonder if that kind of caring philosophy was one of the things that made it 20 years of growth. Um, and you're caring about your people at the bank and the community as well. <clears throat> well, I'd like to believe that's true, and it certainly was not a unique characteristic that I brought to the bank. Um, I inherited an amazing, caring culture and hope that I, while I was there, um, sustained that, maybe enlarged it somewhat. I always uh, remember that in the early days I had come down to the bank to be the president. I never had experience as a teller. Most of the things that are done in a community bank I had not done in a large Chicago bank. So when you started in banking, you didn't start off as a little teller working the desk? or <laughs> <laughs> No, but there were many moments where I wish that I had. <laughs> um, but I thought, um, you know, um, in a smaller bank, the leader must recognize inevitably that he is dependent on his people, totally dependent on how the people feel, how they perform, whether loyalty is earned or not. And I was so fortunate to be a part of that 
cultural development at First Merchants. And I must say, Joe, today the management of First Merchants has gone way beyond anything that I ever did there. And the culture that has been there for many, many years, they have enhanced. One of the things they emphasize repeatedly is their mission is to help communities prosper. And I know the management well enough, many of them were hired when I was there, sure, sure. to know that they're very sincere about that. And this is a source of immense pride for me in what that management is doing today. I do think, not to interrupt, thank you, but I do think, as you applaud the current management, that you set the stage for that with your 20 years in leadership and setting a philosophy that I'm sure you hoped was carried on, and it has been carried on. Uh, yes, indeed. What do you think are one or two of the key elements of that when it comes to management and getting a team together? Well, I think one of the most important elements is to recognize there's no such thing as a hero, a warrior leader. One person cannot do it alone. And it, if one tries to do that, he's, he or she is doomed to fail. So I think um, there was a sense of interdependency present at the bank when I came, and I think that was enlarged. Um, I know it sounds trite, but some of these employees are people who are so generous and so willing to help, and that almost brings a tear to my eye when I think that I had the opportunity for 25 years, really, right. to work with people like that. Yeah. We're with Stefan Anderson, everybody, the retired chair of First Merchants Corporation. And we're going to come back, and I'm going to kind of take him back to his Eagle Scout days and some of the awards and stuff to see what he did um, as an Eagle Scout and taking some of his growing up on a farm life into some other activities. Stay with us, everybody, on All Kinds of People. WMUN's All Kinds of People. Back to Dr. Joe. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm with Stefan Anderson the retired chair of First Merchants Corporation. He held that chair for 20 years, but was there for 25. Stefan, um, Eagle Scout. Um, I was a Cub Scout for maybe six months. <laughs> I don't think I was asked to leave, thank you. <laughs> what was it about the Eagle Scout situation that you remember and cherish? I mean, I just think it's, when I teach classes, I always ask how many people were Eagle Scouts. <laughs> I just do, because I think it's a, it's a thing that you go through stages to earn yeah. that recognition. So recall a couple of things about being an Eagle Scout. <clears throat> well, I recall our neighborhood had a cub den, and um, ah. I was in the cub den, started then, and went on, fortunately, to a Boy Scout troop that was extremely well led and um, had uh, people from all parts of our city in it and provided many opportunities to be at camp and to be in the woods, learning about nature and learning about how we conduct our lives as responsible people who follow a law 
or a set of conduct mm. codes that I still have on my desk today. So scouting had an immense impact on me, and I had the opportunity to go through, as a young boy, uh, all of the various ranks, earned 26 merit patches oh, um, to become an Eagle Scout. But the badge and the recognition as an Eagle Scout was very unimportant compared to what formative molding I got through being a Boy Scout. And that has carried on. I've served on scout boards in both Chicago and Indianapolis and just recently concluded uh, my term as chairman of the Crossroads of America uh, Scout Foundation, which was a marvelous experience, trying to give back to an organization that gave so much to me. What do you think what one or two of those key traits out of scouting were that you keep on your desk that allowed you to kind of use some of that in your professional career? Interestingly, I think the Cub Scout movement left me with uh, part of the pledge ingrained in my personality, and that is to honor God and your country, number one, and to obey the Cub Scout law. And more broadly interpreting the latter phrase, it really says respect the law, respect a country that is governed by a democratic process and the rule of law. And that came as a foundational thought in me at a very young age and certainly not a conscious one until I was later, until I was older. Um, I want to have you mention the fact that you served in the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago. That strikes me within the banking industry as a notable thing. And I'm wondering if you recall some of the memories of that opportunity that came up as well in a career. <clears throat> well, serving on the Chicago Federal Reserve Bank Board was certainly one of the most important experiences in my life. Uh, it left me, I was on the board for six years. Um, I represented um, medium-sized and smaller banks on the board, but I served there with um, with Fortune 500 CEOs and very able leadership on the Fed. I took my grandson, who now lives in Washington, D.C., to the Federal Reserve Bank building in Washington. And I remember going there three or four times, meeting Alan Greenspan and some of the great leaders of, of um, central banking in the world, really. Um, so that experience um, is one of which I'm very proud, and but above that, one in which I developed immense respect for the discipline, the transparency, the increasing transparency, I should say, and the diligent scholarship and data collection that goes into making Federal Reserve policy. It is, it has been the most respected, independent, non-political organization in the United States by design, and I'm really proud to have 
been a small part of that. Yeah, you should be very proud of that because I just think that's a highlight out of what you have many highlights in your career. And I really had to bring that up. And, and you've had a variety of awards and recognitions, but I made a note of you being the organizer of the Community Foundation of Muncie and chairing that group and then coming up with a $5 million grant from Lilly. Clearly, the Community Foundation's been a big part of your life. And Muncie and <clears throat> well, the an Community Foundation, of course, has prospered in a way that none of us could have predicted in those days. Well, sir, with some of your leadership. Let's in, the early, in, the, in the very early days, um, I think it was I, Ed Ball was really behind the idea of creating a community foundation, asked me to convene a group of community leaders, which I did. The first meeting was in the boardroom of First Merchants Bank, and it led to the ultimate formation of, of the Community Foundation with assets of an astounding, I think, $1.5 million, and today I believe the assets are in the vicinity of $85 million. It's amazing. So, it isn't, we always have said in any foundation work that it isn't about the size of the foundation, it's about the size of the impact. And the impact of the community foundation has been immeasurable in this community. And one of the things that I'm delighted I had a chance to do was to chair a community committee yeah, I would say probably in year 2000, somewhere in that area, okay. um, that got a $5 million grant from the Lilly Endowment to improve educational outcomes in Muncie. It was called a Community Alliance for Education. And there were involved in that all elements of the community. It was a very—we concentrated on after-school learning, enrichment programs, and— it was a, a big success. Yeah, I, I, I just made a highlight of that because I knew some of the outcomes related to school and education, and I know that you've always been interested in that. Um, I, I do wonder, when you're not involved in these activities, I know you do exercise. Your wife, Joan, and you have been married for 60-plus years. Thank you. Yes. Um, Sharon, the daughter, is a dean out at California State. Ted's a teacher in Illinois, five grandchildren, um, or five of six um, involved in schools. And what, what, what do you do with the family once in a while? <clears throat> well, we try to get together in some kind of a natural world. Um, we have a home in northern Wisconsin on Lake Michigan, and um, it's a farmland kind of setting, thank you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> but it's uh, near one of the great um, protected areas, a woodland and a shoreline of Lake, Lake Michigan that um, is now a major uh, n nature sanctuary. So our family comes in every summer, all of them, and uh, we have marvelous times kayaking, and um, hiking and biking. And um, 
you know, if if this were TV, you'd see a big, <laughs> big smile on my face because this is such a rewarding, as it is for every grandfather, such a rewarding and relaxing and challenging experience to bring a family together as they grow up into yeah. adulthood. Yeah, and you're back out in nature, which allows you to just unwind from yes, all yes, indeed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we've been with Stefan Anderson, the retired chair of First Merchants Corporation in Muncie. And Stefan, sir, I just want to say thanks so much for coming into Wolfboom. It's well, been very enjoyable. Thank you very much for having me. I deem it a privilege to be here. It's a great program, and thanks for letting me be a part of it. We'll see you again next week, everybody, for all kinds of people. I hope you continue to have a very good week in Muncie, Indiana. and. Keep listening to WMUN, the talk of Muncie.